0: Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi six-figure business in under two years and more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I hope you are having the best day. I'm so happy to be here with you. I want to give a special shout out to you as well. If you're listening this and you are a newer listener to the podcast, we have had so many new incredible humans join our community of late, which predominantly is the result of us running ads and doing a lot of marketing to promote our latest training, um, which I'll mention a little bit later in the episode, but it means we've got a whole bunch of new incredible humans in this community. So this might be the first episode you've ever listened to. This might be the hundredth and something (laughs) episode you've listened to wherever you're at, whether you're newer or we've been In each other's worlds for a longer time. I'm just so so happy to have you here, and just so grateful always that you choose to listen to this podcast. We and I put so much effort into it every single week, and it just blows me away the amount the amount of messages that we get consistently about um, this podcast supporting you about you know, the amount of information that you've learned that's helped you grow your business. So it just really, really warms my heart and means a lot to me to hear that because I know that not everyone has the ability and opportunity to pay, to learn about building a business or growing a business, especially in those earlier stages. And so this is always something where I'm looking to provide as much value and information as possible. Anyway, I didn't actually plan to share any of that, but here we are and uh, welcome back to another episode. So today in this podcast, this is part one where I'm going to share the biggest successes and mistakes when running masterminds. So today in part one, I'm going to take you through some of the biggest successes or biggest things that you can do that will give you an opportunity to create real success in your mastermind. So in this particular season of my business, I'm finally decided after the last four years of running masterminds to speak out about what my business looks like behind the scenes, how we run masterminds. And the reason that I've decided to do it now is for two reasons. The first is that I've been running masterminds for the last four years and the majority of my work days are spent in mastermind delivery, mastermind selling, mastermind creation And so I really had this realization earlier this year that so much of the work that I'm doing in my business, I'm not actually really sharing or speaking about fully. And it was about time I changed that, especially because being somebody who has built a seven figure mastermind model, I know that I'm very well equipped to speak to this and there's really not anyone out there who's speaking to it in this way. So I wanted to do that and communicate with you what it looks like behind the scenes. And the second reason why I wanted to do that specifically right now is because as the online space continues to grow and expand and evolve, we have had so many shifts over the last few years. And what I'm seeing at the moment is that we're in a time of course, where The market is growing and will continue to grow. And what that means is it's no longer enough to simply show up and market something and have places fly off the shelves. Like that's not something that can be done anymore. And I, for one, think that's a really, really good thing because it means that people who lack in substance in the online space will eventually lose their place in the market. What it also means, though, is that. And again, it's about time this happened is that people are really turning their hand to looking at well, what does it look like for me to invest my money in creating and invest my time in creating incredible experiences for my clients and on service delivery rather than just marketing and sales? Now, you know, especially if you've been here for a while, that marketing and sales is my thing. So I say that as somebody who values marketing and sales so, so very much. And obviously we'll continue to share on that here, teach you how to shine online. But in addition to that, I really wanted to dive deep on how to deliver exceptional experiences and how to deliver exceptional mastermind experiences in particular, because I know that this work is so needed. And like I said, the conversations that I've been having have been so, so incredible. And so within these conversations, something that I'm speaking a lot about is essentially the things that work best or the things that you can do that will help you create a successful mastermind. And on the flip side, the things that are more say the biggest mistakes that you could make when running masterminds. Like I mentioned, I'm going to take you through today, the biggest successes. Then in next week's episode, we're going to chat through the biggest mistakes. So with that very long intro all said and done, <laughs> let's dive in to the five things that you can do to create success in your mastermind. And I should also add a one final caveat here that these aren't necessarily the top five. There are so many things I could say here, um, but when I go through and I look at the things that I see consistently, these are five biggies that will really help you to create incredible success both for your clients and also for yourself in terms of creating something that's scalable and encourages clients to re-sign again and again. So the first thing is creating a really clear onboarding experience. Now, this might sound like a really boring first thing to share here, but bear with me. The reasons why this is gonna support you is that people withdraw and lean out when they aren't clear on something or if they don't know how or where they're going to get support, they'll lean out. An onboarding experience needs to be really clear. It needs to be really clear in, okay, this is the experience. This is how you can best be supported. This is what it's going to look like. This is the tone of the mastermind, basically everything that they need to know about the experience so that they can settle in. It's a little bit like if you go to somebody's house, let's say you're going to somebody's house who's not necessarily someone that you know super, super well, they're hosting a dinner party. Maybe you go alone and you don't know anyone else that's going to be there. Now, when you arrive at that house and you greet the host, you want to be welcomed. You want to know where to put your shoes, where to put your bag. You want to be handed a drink. You want to be introduced to everyone. You want to be able to settle into that experience, knowing your place and knowing what it's going to look like for the next few hours. That metaphor can be used for a mastermind through and through, because ultimately when you are kicking off a mastermind, you're wanting to settle in. Like There's a lot that your clients are navigating and considering when they're starting a mastermind. They might be feeling comparisonitis. They might be like, where do I fit in all of this? What stage of business are other people at as opposed to you know my stage? where can I get support? Who am I going to be supported by? Maybe they don't know you that well. I certainly have people come into my masterminds who are very new in my world, and we're still building a relationship for the first time. So all of those things mean that there's going to be trepidation. There's going to be fear. There's going to be all those feels that come up for somebody when they're starting a mastermind experience. And so your role as coach and facilitator is to create a really clear onboarding experience that's going to help them to get to know where their place is and how they can get support and what the experience looks like. So just to give you some of the basics of what an onboarding experience needs to include, it needs to include things that are obviously very obvious, like contract, payment information, you know, how are they paying? When are they paying? What does that look like? Then it needs to include the basics of how they can use each component of the mastermind. So something that we have done for the last four years is we actually provide a handbook for our masterminds that is so clear and comprehensive. And this was something that I did from the very first mastermind I ran where I decided that that would be the easiest way for people to see exactly what they could create or where they could see the best way that they could utilize the mastermind experience. So in that handbook, we share each of the components of the mastermind. So it's really clear for people to know exactly how they can utilize us and best get support. You also want to share how best to engage in each of those components. So for example, where should they ask certain types of questions? where are they going to get the most in-depth support? What are the types of questions they can ask? All of those things that might sound really obvious to you, but for somebody brand new to the experience, they need to know. The best thing you can do is not assume. You also need to share key dates, basically a calendar overview so that they can get it in their diary. And then last of all, where people can go if they have any questions or need further support. So say something comes up in their personal life that they didn't anticipate or expect, and they don't want to share that with the wider group, you know, as facilitator, where can they go to share that information? You want to be able to create a space and an opportunity to be able to provide that type of support should it come up. So again, if you start with this basic information, it's going to help people massively just to know where and how they can get the absolute best support. The second recommendation that I have, the second thing that you can do to create success in your mastermind is to consider your role as both facilitator and coach. Consider your role, both facilitator and coach. Both of those roles are Equally as important. And I'm going to explain why in just a moment. But what I find is that some people start masterminds thinking about one of those roles, but not the other. So let's talk about what each of those roles are. So a coach is the person who is supporting them within the mastermind to achieve their goals. You are supporting the person that's coming in to move through the process, whatever that process is, to help them achieve their goals. So that's what you're doing in your role as coach. So you're getting to know them, you're getting to know their business, or if it's a non-business mastermind, you're getting to know their fitness journey or their relationships or whatever else it might be, because yes, you can have non-business masterminds, but you would likely just not use the term mastermind. And that's your role. Your role is coach. And in addition to that, in a mastermind dynamic, and if you listen back to last week's episode, you'll hear me talk specifically about what a mastermind is. You are also a facilitator. So a facilitator of an experience is somebody who is bringing people together in this context, you're bringing people together and you're allowing the magic of the mastermind experience to unfold. And you're allowing each person to support one another, and you're allowing that kind of magic to occur. So your job is also as facilitator to witness and hang back and create the space and the opportunity for other people to connect, to show up for one another, and to be in relationship with one another, as well as in your role as coach. If it swings too far one way or another, then you're not giving your clients in your mastermind the opportunity to really receive the full and whole experience. I've had people share that they've had experiences in masterminds where they haven't necessarily got to know anyone else in the space and also had experiences where they didn't feel like they were being coached at all, or they didn't really have any opportunity to grow their business or achieve their goals because it was all just conversational and there wasn't necessarily any structure. So you can see how you don't want things to slip too far one way or the other, and it's really important that we're creating the space and opportunity to facilitate connection and peer-to-peer relationships, as well as really showing up in our role as coach. The third success strategy is to know your ascension strategy. I wanted to pause this episode for a second to let you know about an incredible free training I have coming up. It's called How to Design a Successful Mastermind, the free three-day training to create and grow a raved about retention generating mastermind. I'm going to be hosting it March 28th to 30th, and there are already hundreds of people signed up. I would absolutely love to have you there with me too. You can jump over and save your seat at wwwelliswiftcom forward slash mastermindtraining. What I mean by that, know your Ascension strategy, is when it comes to your business model, you want to know where your clients can ascend to next. So as a smart business owner, you always want to be considering, what does it look like for my clients to continue with me? So do you have a mastermind, for example, where your clients are able to re-sign in that particular mastermind? Do you have a mastermind where once they finish that container, they go on to work with you one-to-one or they go into another mastermind experience? What does that look like for you in your business? By knowing that from the start, you're going to be able to be really, really clear in where you're guiding your people to now. I want to share a caveat with this one. When I ran my very first round, my first mastermind, which is now Swift Mind, it was Swift Marketing Mastermind. I had no idea what my ascension strategy was. We got to a month out from the end of the mastermind and I had clients asking me at that point, how can I continue working with you? And I had no idea what that looked like. And I was caught off guard because I'd spent so much time thinking about that particular mastermind that I hadn't even considered where these clients would go next, which probably sounds wild to you. And it certainly sounds wild to me when I replay that as somebody who likes to think she is a very, very savvy business owner, but I was so focused on creating that first mastermind experience and delivering it to the best of my ability that I hadn't thought about what was next after that. So the reason why I recommend knowing, you don't need to have it mapped out in full. You don't need to you know, have planned everything out before you start your first mastermind. In fact, I'd recommend you don't because you'd never start, but by having some idea of where they're gonna go next, you can then build touch points into that mastermind where you're seeding and planting the opportunity for them to continue with you. So for example, I share with my clients when they start in Swift Mind, what it looks like for them in that space, what the aim is in that space. I share with them that the aim is that they're building to 10K months and then moving up into six figure circle. And also that we have clients who have done second, third rounds of Swift Mind because business takes time and you don't always build to 10K months in six months. So really sharing and speaking to what that looks like. So you can build those touch points into your experience so that the seed is planted from the beginning. So that, you know, rather than a month out when they've already decided what they're doing next, you're having those conversations earlier on with them so that you can create the opportunity for them to continue working with you. A couple of things that we do is we celebrate clients returning in each round at the start. And then we, like I mentioned before, we have a plan as to where our clients can go next. And then the third thing that we do is we start having those resign conversations two to three months out. If we're having them any later than that, then we're leaving it too late because our clients are already starting to think about what they're going to be doing next. So we have those conversations two to three months out from the next round of the mastermind. Now, the fourth recommendation that I have for when you are running a mastermind is to consider something that we call the 1% difference. So what we mean by that is what is that extra 1% that most people don't do that you can do to really highlight and showcase how much you care about your client within that experience and to demonstrate to them or provide them with exceptional customer service or an experience that leaves a lasting memory. Consider the 1% difference. Think about the extras that you can do to make your clients have the best experience ever. So here are some examples of things that we do as part of the 1% difference. Some examples are we do things like we ask our clients their birthdays at the start of a mastermind. We put all of those birthdays into Asana, our project management tool, and we share with our clients happy birthday on their birthday in the group space and everybody celebrates them for their birthday. We also do something in our initial questionnaire. We ask a really specific question and that specific question is, Is there anything else that you'd like us to know? The reason that question is so important as a coaching question before someone comes into a mastermind is that it gives that person the opportunity to share with us Anything that maybe they feel like they need to share before starting the experience, it's a bit of background that's going to support us to know how best to coach them. So for example, we've had times where people have shared things such as emotional or um, traumatic experiences that they've had in their life, just purely from an awareness perspective um, for us to be aware of that. And, you know, being somebody who is a trauma-informed coach, that information is very useful for me to know then how to coach and how to support that person based on being aware of things like traumatic experiences. So that is something that we ask and we we might receive an answer in the form of, or we might get something like, you know, I was just looking through some of our incoming masterminders and we've got things like, I want you to know that I work quickly and I'm going to move quickly. Again, really useful to know, because with that in mind, I know as a coach and I'll brief my support coaches that that means that we're going to move fast with these people. We're going to give them you know, lots of actions knowing that they're going to move quickly. So a question like that is just something that again, really supports us to get to know our clients really well, to then provide more of that 1% difference. So these are obviously just some really specific, small examples, but again, it's examples of the 1% difference. They're meant to be small. They're not meant to be Big things. So, you know, bigger things are like we send our clients welcome gifts. You know, all of those things are bigger things. What are the smaller 1% things that you can do that maybe other people aren't doing that are going to demonstrate and highlight that you care and are invested in your clients in your mastermind? Now, the last thing here to recommend for you to consider when running a mastermind is to set clear boundaries and empower self-responsibility. Now, self-responsibility gets really misconstrued in the online space. Self-responsibility is not you creating an experience of like one call a week and getting your clients to be quote unquote self-led That is total BS. And we very much have a responsibility as mastermind facilitators and coaches to craft and create an incredible experience. And it's also up to your client to use the experience and show up and take the tools and the infrastructure of the container that you share and really go all in on using it fully. Now, the best way to empower that self-responsibility is to be really clear from the start, like I've shared here and then stay inside your boundaries. So give your client the chance to be the boss that they are and fully step into their power. So an example of this, if you communicate clearly and you make sure that they have all the tools, and if you check in that they're not showing up for calls consistently, like you're doing everything your side and they still aren't showing up, that's on them. If you're setting action steps with your clients, and they aren't implementing them, that's on them. And by you being so fully in your leadership, that's the way that you're naturally going to support, to activate and empower your client to be in their own leadership as well. So the best thing that you can do is be so clear in your experience, create really clear boundaries in the way that you're showing up, which then invites your client to utilize the container, utilize the experience through the lens of being in their own leadership. So empowering them to show up, use the tools, communicate, be with you. And also know that you uphold your boundaries in the experience. An example of what not to do here would be being super loose with your boundaries all over the place, showing up like over and above and in all the ways that you said you wouldn't do at the start, (laughs) which creates a really confusing dynamic for your clients will blur the lines of the mastermind experience and also likely disempower your client to be in their own leadership. So this one's very much an energetic thing, which starts and ends with setting really clear boundaries and creating self-responsibility for your mastermind. So let's do a recap here on five things to consider to support you to create amazing success in running your mastermind. The first is to create a really clear onboarding experience. The second is to consider your role as both facilitator and coach. Third is to know your ascension strategy for your clients. Where are you leading them to after the mastermind finishes? The fourth is to consider the 1% difference. What 1% thing can you do that's really going to make your experience exceptional and memorable? And the fifth is to set clear boundaries and empower self-responsibility. If you're not already, and if you've listened to the last couple of weeks, you're going to know about this already. This is your last chance before we kick off next week to sign up to the three-day training on how to create a successful mastermind experience. We have 400 people signed up to this training already It is going to be incredible three days where I share with you exactly how to create a successful mastermind experience, something that is both valuable to your clients and scalable over three days. I'm going to take you through the process of creating pricing and scaling your mastermind. So how to do that over the three days. And you'll have the opportunity to ask me questions. There will be some actions for you to go ahead and do. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait to be with you. It is free. Did I mention it's free? So come and join me, ellieswift.com forward slash mastermind training, ellieswift.com forward slash mastermind training. Like I said, save your seat, just by signing up and showing up each day, you're also going to go in with the chance to win a whole space in the incredible surprise program that I'm announcing at the end of this experience, which I invite you to start to think about what that might be, because there are plenty of guesses at this point. I imagine though it's gonna be even better than you could imagine because I just feel very, very excited and proud of this insane, amazing program. I can't wait to share it with you at the end of the training next week. So come and join me, sign up already if you haven't already. I will pop the link in the show notes as well. I can't wait to have you with me and I hope you loved this episode. So stay tuned to next week's episode where I'm going to share the five biggest mistakes that you can make when running a mastermind. And till then, come on over on socials. I'm sharing a whole bunch over the next few weeks and beyond all related to this topic. So come join me over there and I will speak with you very soon. Have the most amazing rest of your day. All my love.